Thank you for tuning in into the New Life Church Downtown Podcast. If you would like to get connected, follow us on Instagram at NLC Downtown Little Rock or email us at downtown.podcast at newlifechurch.tv. Good morning. Well, glad you all are here. It's good to see everyone in this fine Sunday morning. My name is Chris, one of the pastors here at our uh, fine downtown Little Rock campus. Bronson, yes, thank you, thank you, a few fans. Uh, Bronson and Callie are out of town. Uh, they send their love, though. They took a little time off last week. They got right out of here, and I think they're in San Francisco, and so just enjoying some time. So I'll be praying for them as they travel back today. But um, So, hey, uh, today we're continuing our family series. I want to do something today where it's almost like I want us to just envision we're in a conversation. This isn't, I know it's a little different because I have a mic and there are lights and keys playing with me. Uh, that won't be there forever, but in a moment, uh, I'll just, I just want us to talk about, about a topic. And so we're going to have fun, but I think we're also going to have some tension on two areas that I just want us to be open with. And, this, and the areas that we're going to have some tension is in contentment and peace. I feel like there's just going to be tension on this topic today, and we're going to be discussing the, the topic of singleness, and, and there's a lot of good stuff in there, but as we talk about singleness, I'm just preparing you. We're also going to be talking about marriage and how hard it is, okay? So we're just going to have some, some moments and some opportunities, I think, for God to encourage us on either side of that world that we're in. And to understand that there can be peace and there can be contentment. And so I, I really, I, I'm excited about today, diving in. I'm going to pray, and then we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get into it. But remember, we're having a conversation. Just we're going to enjoy this, and hopefully that's how it comes across. God, we love you. We just welcome you today to encourage us. I think those two words, peace and contentment, oh my gosh, they're so elusive, at least for me. And if, if, I'm, if anybody in here is like me, They've spent a lot of their life trying to grab back a hold of those two things. But that's where you want us to be. You want us to live in peace. You want us to be content where we are, and, but yet motivated to where you're getting us. Such a fine line. Help us find it. Uh, and I just pray for each and every person in this room today that is married, each and every person that is single. Uh, and I just pray that our, our hearts would be open to receive. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Okay, so... Um, I'm going to jump right in. Uh, we're, we're talking mainly today to our unmarried friends in the, in the room, but like I said, we're going to throw down the gauntlet for everybody as well. But there are a lot of people in our church, and it, literally 45% of all Americans are, under, are over 18 or unmarried. And so the, that, that group is growing. I'm going to see here in, the, in 1960, that stat was 28%. So in 1960, think about how the demographics have changed. In 1960, over 18, only around 20-something percent were not married. Now people are, are, are not getting married, waiting longer to get married. There are a lot of, uh, there's much more of a divorce rate that's happening. There are all sorts of different reasons that, that people are single these days. And so this is a topic I think we need to talk about. I also want to set up our conversation today to recognize in this room that there is absolutely zero uh, judgment in this place. Uh, if you are uh, in a situation where you have gone through divorce, uh, you are loved. Uh, your perspective on this is unique and helpful 
And we cannot wait to see God use your unique story to help people uh, in, in his kingdom. And I just wanted to set that up for that because we, we're going to be talking about some tough stuff within marriage. Um, some have lost a loved one. There are people here that have gone through that as well. And so as we talk about singleness and laugh a little bit, I want to make sure those two pain points are heard. If you've lost a, a spouse or if you've gone through a divorce, just know you're loved and uh, we want to encourage you as well. And um, so I hope you, I hope you, if you need prayer or anything like that afterwards, Tommy, myself, other leaders and pastors, we would love to, to pray with you. But uh, we're going to get right into the word in 1 Corinthians 7. <laughs> Oh, here we go. I could uh, this uh, just just get ready. Um, I wish everyone were single. <laughs> okay, that's where we'll start. Uh, right there, verse seven. Uh, that's this is Paul. He's he's gonna lay it on thick like he always does. Um, so I, I wish everyone were single, just as I am. Yet each person has a special gift from God of one kind or another. That seems really dismissive. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. Well, some people aren't as talented as me. Uh, that's what that seemed like. Okay, moving on. So I say to those who aren't married and to widows, it's better to stay unmarried just as I am. Ah, but if you can't control yourself, then go ahead and get married. <laughs> Man, so just all of y'all that are married, just recognize that you have zero self-control. And uh, there it is. I'm married. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, uh, it's better to marry than to burn with lust. Man, I thought I got married for good reasons, but apparently. Uh, okay, you know, we can have fun with this because it's challenging. Listen to this. I mean, this is setting, this is, this is a challenge. Okay, let's go on to verse 27. If you have a wife, do not seek to end the marriage. Very good advice. If you do not have a wife, do not seek to get married. Uh, but if you do get married, it's not a sin. Um, again, do you ever read the word and just laugh? I mean, come on, listen to that. If you do get married, well, it's not a sin. So, like, like think about this for a second. If you got married, at least it's not a sin. Like, that's, that's as good as you can say about what you just accomplished. You're walking down, it's like the bells are ringing. We just kissed. At least it's not a sin. You know, that's, uh, that's what you put on your refrigerator. Okay. However, those who get married, guys, okay, here we go. Those who get married at this time will have troubles, and I'm just trying to spare you some problems. <laughs> Can I, I have to ask, who in this room, could you, if you're married, will you raise your hand if you're married in here? Okay, where are my married people at? Okay. Can I get an amen on that? Just can, can we, uh, you know, don't say it louder than your spouse. You know, that, that's danger territory here. But those of us who are married read that, and, like, the ones that are faking, like, we're really good Christians, we're like, well, mm, my marriage has been wonderful. But the rest of us that are real are like, amen. You know, like, there's just going to be trouble. There's going to be stuff you're going to go through. Okay, let's finish this out, verse 32. I want you to be free from the concerns of life. An unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work, thinking of how to please the Lord. But a married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities, how to please his wife. Guys, careful, no amens. Okay, his interests are divided. In the same way, a woman who is no longer married or has never been married can devote her entirety to the Lord, be holy in body and in spirit. But, but a married woman has to think about her earthly responsibilities, how to please her husband. I am saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. 
So we're going to look into some truths from 1 Corinthians 7. Hopefully that will help those that are married, those that are unmarried, uh, as we hone in on what God has for us in the area of peace and contentment in whichever season that we're in. Number one, we're learning from 1 Corinthians that we should not minimize singleness. To minimize is to make something smaller or you reduce it. In 1 Corinthians 7, 7, Paul says, I wish everyone were single just as I am. Listen, for those of you that are single in here, that there's this I don't know, this compulsion or this pressure that is placed on getting married. And it's like you have to do it to be productive. You have to do it to, to give back. You have to, and I just want to encourage you, that's false. That's a lie. Paul the Apostle was like, listen, man, I'm more productive for the Lord because I am single and I'm able to focus on these things. So there's a massive misconception about this. And I want to encourage you in this time of your life not to minimize it. But how do we do it? How, and, and this, is, this is something I felt a little hypocritical. I was talking to our team before. I got married when I was 19. There's a teen in when I got married. So when people are like, can you really preach about this? <laughs> sure, be content. You know what I mean? You were married when you were 12, you loser, or something. Like, people get upset. Um, but I, I have a unique perspective on this because I've worked with young people most of my ministry life and either in high school or college or young adults. And, and I've just watched how productive they can be for the Lord when their focuses are in the right place and how destructive they can be on their own life when their focus becomes off of God. And so that's why, I, you know, maybe I don't have the exact same story, but I can, and when we get to the married part, trust me, I'm going to be sharing some things. But, I, but on this part, just, I just want to give you my experiences, what I've seen and how I've seen people be successful. So how do you find joy where you're at? How do you not minimize the season that you're in and, and find this peace? Well, first, enjoy yourself. And if you're single in here, just realize this is the most freedom you're ever going to have. I swear, okay? Like, <laughs> I love my wife. She's uh, finishing her yoga class this weekend. She's going to graduate. It's going to be awesome. I'm glad she's not here today, okay? Because I'm going to say a lot of things. I'm kidding. She'll, she'll be able to hear these things later. Okay, but you're going to have freedoms right now that you won't when, when, when you're married. I've got kids right now, okay? And that, I was like, you know, I wanted to have kids. I'm glad I have kids, but I don't always have the freedom, let's just use this one, to sleep. You know, right now, on the weekend, you just, let's say you want to skip church and sleep. Well, you know what? Good for you. You know, catch the podcast later. You know what's going to happen to me at 6 a.m.? <laughs> so if nothing else, next time you sleep in and you roll out of bed at whatever time is sleeping in for you, let's just say 9.14, okay? Like you just roll out of bed. <gasps> oh. Oh, that poor idiot Chris is probably getting slapped around by kids right now. Okay, just enjoy yourself. I made you yawn. Okay, uh, sorry. Yes. Sorry, I, found, I got somebody yawning. If you do a yawn, it can get somebody else to yawn. It's just a beautiful thing. Okay, listen. Paul writes in Philippians 4, 11 through 12, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Would you, if you have your Bible, you write, write a circle, learned. This implies that he didn't always know how to do this. We don't just grow up knowing how to be content. Have you ever seen a baby? <laughs> They're never content. 
Okay, you ever seen a toddler? They're, like they're content. My son is four, and he's content with something for like 4.2 seconds, and then he doesn't want that thing anymore. It's this constant drive to find a way. Be content. You can be content. Let me help you be content. It, and that's us. We have a lack of contentment. We have to learn how to be content. And I think we have to just begin to enjoy this season. So I just encourage you, if you're single, find things that you enjoy doing. The things that bring you life, if it's hiking, if it's whatever certain shows you like to watch, whatever, just begin. I'm telling you right now, guys, at some point in time, you're going to know who won the Great British Baking Show every season. And my wife doesn't know if I enjoy that show or not. She'll never really know. I enjoy it. (laughs) You know? Why? Because I don't get to choose whatever I want to watch. That's why. Okay? So I've tried to enjoy it. Okay? (laughs) That's it. All right? Like, that's what I try to do. But right now, if you're single, you can just be like, well, I'm going to watch whatever I want on Netflix. Ladies, Enjoy. I'm, I'm just trying to think of something here. This happened this morning, so I'm going to use it. Cat was getting ready in the bathroom. Guess who else was getting ready this morning? This guy, you know, so I'm getting ready. I don't know anything about shoes. I was saying, what shoes should I wear? I asked her, and she was like, Chris, I'm trying to get ready and prepare for a test. Would you please leave me alone right now? She's German. And I'm just like, but babe, help me pick up my shoes, you know? <laughs> Girls, <laughs> right now that bathroom, whatever, how big or small it is doesn't matter. It's your bathroom. That's what I'm trying to tell. Enjoy these seasons where you can do the things you want to do. I'm just going to tell you right now, my poor wife, she sometimes locks herself in. The, we have like the, you know, like the bathroom, but there's like a toilet room in the bathroom. That, that thing, she'll lock herself in there. She's not doing anything. She's just locked the door and she's there. Why? Because there are children, just their little feet. You want it to be cute, but at some point it's like a terror movie or something. You just hear the feet, and you know they're coming for you, and they want something, you know? Next time you don't have, like, a frightening film habit in your house with little feet chasing you around, just be like, I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to enjoy this time. So I just encourage you, my single friends in the room, enjoy this time. Go on trips that you may not be able to go on to or for when maybe we have kids. Go out to eat, and to be like, instead of looking at the couple that's sitting there like, oh, we just love each other, we're just so in love, you know, and you're like sitting there by yourself, and you're just like, give me a beer, you know what I mean? You're just so upset, right? Instead of that being your attitude, just look at them and go, I bet they're going to be fighting later tonight. Because <laughs> you know what? They will be, okay? All right. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Number two on, under this, uh, we need to prepare ourselves if you're single in this season, begin to prepare yourself for what's coming next. Remember, the, we look in the Word of God, there's so many moments Joseph had preparation for his season. David is one of the most notorious. He's anointed king at a young age, but then he has to go through all this stuff to get prepared to do what God has called him to do. I feel like a lot of times we're not preparing ourselves. The reason, we'll get to this in a minute, but the divorce rate is just so high. The reason is because so many people aren't prepared for marriage. What happens when you don't prepare is you fail. I I like to run, and, you know, I've, I've noticed that I watch people that don't finish a race or that finish much further back than they wanted to is because they didn't prepare. And so they don't finish the race. There's so many single people that they're, they're thinking, oh, if I could just get married, if I could just get married, if I could just get married. 
and we're forgetting that God has a preparation process that you are in currently that he wants to help you with. He wants to do things in you right now that will help you for what is to come. And so my challenge to you right now is fall in love with God. Prepare yourself by falling in love with God because I promise you, if you have not fallen in love with God, when you fall in love with somebody else, it's going to be hard. It's going to be harder than it should be. And so I want everybody in here just that's single to challenge themselves. Am I falling in love with God? Am I allowing myself to trust in his name? Am I doing the things that God is asking me to do so that I can be prepared? I got married when I was 19. Like I said, guess what? Wasn't prepared. <laughs> just tell you that right now. I had to learn a lot of things the hard way. My wife and I have been through some tough times. We're stronger because of them. God can use these things. Even if you've failed in this, like I said, you've got married and it's ended. God can still use that. He's a redeemer. I just want to encourage you guys, don't get discouraged by what I'm saying. If, if you failed in this, be in courage that now, just like me, when I, was, when I got married, I did not love God. I had to learn, wait, this, something's not working. I need to put my love in the, in the Lord, and then God will heal and help all of these other things. So preparation. Begin now to love God, fall in love with Him. And lastly, I'm going to encourage you, if this is a season right now, to really don't minimize your singleness. Check yourself right now. That's another thing you can do while you're single. What does that mean, check yourself? Check yourself with honesty. Okay, listen, everybody look here. Everybody that's single in this room, look here. I love you. Are you really ready? Are you ready for the challenge? Don't answer. <laughs> I would love to know somebody. No! <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> check yourself. Don't walk around like, well, sure I am. Ask yourself some tough questions. Guys, I'm, uh, if you're looking at pornography every other day, guess what, bro? Marriage ain't going to fix that. And it's not time to get married. It's time to get healed. It's time to get help. I'm asking everybody here, ladies, if you're like, oh, I'm so insecure, I'm so fearful about my life, whatever. Hey, it's not time to get married. It's time to get a healthy perspective on you're a daughter of the king. God loves you. So be honest. Are you ready? And if you're not, trust God. Check yourself and trust. Do you trust the Lord? 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. Begin to claim that over your life. And when I say, you, you might say, well, he is slow. You know what I mean, pastor? And so, like, I get it. I know what you're saying. I get it. I've been there where I'm like, dude, I had a ruptured disc in my lower back. And I'm going to tell you, whenever that happens and you, like, can't feel your legs, you can't walk around, there's bad stuff, pain like crazy, you're like, God, your promises you will heal me. And if you wait two more seconds, you're slow. So I don't want to hear any more about that. But we have to really, really humble ourselves on this one. And recognize that his timing is better than ours. And if you're not there yet, if you're not married yet, if you're longing to be married, would you just do me a favor? Trust God. Humble yourself. And say, God, you've got something for me that's better than what I could conjure with all my work and effort and weirdness and all the things. I'm going to trust you that you can do it. Okay? And the last is check yourself in the area of confidence. So we're going to check ourselves in the area of honesty. We're going to check ourselves in the area of trust. And then we're going to check ourselves in the area of confidence. I want you guys to have a Christ confidence about you. I used to be a high school <laughs> pastor for a long time. And I loved watching these teenagers try to date each other. It was funny, okay? So, they, you know, they'd be, the dude would be like, oh, bro, what's up, man? What's up? 
what's up? Yeah, what do you think about that, Chris? I'm like, oh, that, just say hi. You know, maybe more like that than, well, uh, you know, I mean, all this. And I, and I used to think that's all, like, in high school world, and it's not. It just keeps going. That, what's up? You know, like, that thing never ends for a guy. They, that's what they think works somehow. Oh, what's up? You know, it's like, did you belch or say hello? I can't figure out what's going on. Okay, so you know what's happening there, and I'm not trying to step on your game, boys, so it's okay, but here's what's happening. Bro, just be confident in who you are. You don't have to, what's up? You know, you don't need to get all that stuff going. You just got to be confident in who you are. If you're in the gym and that's really where you're at all the time, then that's fine. You can be in the gym. You know what I mean? I'm not, as evidenced by my biceps, okay? So I didn't need to be walking around like that. But if I'm confident in who I am, guess what? Christ is confident he can send you one of his daughters to take care of and to love. That's what he wants to do is find men that are confident in who they are, not pretending to be something they're not. And ladies, you don't want to have to Put yourself out there for some guy. You, want some, you need to be confident in who you are. If you got to flash too much and show too much, okay, like I'm just telling you, that might have been PG-13. That was a, that was a move, okay? But if, you, if you're needing to do that, the guy that's going to look over at that might not be the confident guy that you want. So just be confident in who you are. God made you beautiful. God made you incredible. God's going to send the right person to you. Be confident. Check yourself in the area of Christ's confidence. Okay, i got to move. Woo, I'm preaching. Going too long. Number two, we should not glamorize marriage. Uh Uh-oh, buckle up. Okay, to glamorize is to make something seem better than it is. This happens. This happens to us when we're single. This happens to married couples that are looking on Instagram at other married couples. We glamorize what marriage is or what someone else's marriage is. But, but Paul says in verse 28, those who get married at this time will have trouble. It's hard. Marriage can be difficult. So marriage is not simple. Okay. I want to make that real clear. And let me, <laughs> this is so funny. What is it about human beings that we think at times, if I just add another person into my life, it'll make it simpler. Okay? Don't worry, single people. Married people do this too. Honey, our marriage is in trouble. What should we do? I think we should have a baby. Oh, that's just bad decision making. Okay? Like, heads up, if you're married in here, having some struggles, and you want to make things better, don't pull the goalie, okay? Like, it is not time. You need to, you need to wait, all right? And I'm just telling you right now, it's just, okay, sorry, that's just, I told you, we're, it's like a conversation we're having, just having fun. Everybody calm down. It's talking real. Okay. For those of you who don't know what that means, <laughs> we'll talk later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. So listen, listen, adding another human being's complex wants, desires, fears, issues, it's never going to make things more simple. It's going to make it more complicated. So we don't need to glamorize marriage and just think, if if I could get to that place, if only, if only it would make it simpler, it would make it better. No, that's not true. It'll make it different, and there's some incredible parts of marriage. I'm telling you, I'm so thankful I'm married, but it makes it difficult. Listen to this. Over 50% of marriages end in divorce. 60% of second marriages end in divorce. 73% of third marriages 
and a divorce. This is an indicator that we don't get better with practice. It's not like, oh, I'll be, we get better with Christ. He is the difference maker, not the first, second, or third try. It's got to have him in on it. In Arkansas, this, I, I have no clue. In 2019, Arkansas had the highest divorce rate in America. Let's all move to Canada. That's what everybody's solution is. Move to Canada. Listen, I don't want anyone in here to be scared of marriage. I just want you to be aware it's not simple. If it was, there'd be a higher success rate, right? Marriage is not simple. I was thinking about this just to, it's like if you walked up to a snow cone truck, okay, and it's just the most delicious snow cone. You can, it's a hot summer day. You know what I mean? Oh, man. That snow cone. And it's just there in the shaved ice. It's glistening, glistening. And just whatever your favorite drizzled syrup over it. For me, it's just cherry. So good. And he's about to hand it to you. It's hot outside, smoking hot. And he hands you the, you're about to take it. And he goes, oh, 50% of the people that eat that die. Here you go. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be torn. <laughs> it's a delicious snow cone. You know what I mean? But I'm going to think twice about eating it. You know what I'm saying? Marriage isn't simple. We should think and pray about who are we going to get married to? Who are we going to spend our life with? I encourage you guys to do that. It's a misconception. Here's another misconception. Why can marriage be difficult is because marriage is not wholeness. We, get, you know, we read in, in, in Genesis and we're like, oh, my rib. You know what I mean? We're like, we want to we be complete, all this stuff. Listen, God called you to be 100% as a Christ follower in him. And then that 100% of you and that 100% for me, for, for her, that Katerina, we coming together, that is what God planned. But it's I'm 100%. I am whole, and so is she. And we come together, and we partner together for Christ. That's what the Lord wants for us. Listen, we have unrealistic expectations about marriage. It's not simple. It doesn't equal wholeness. I was talking to a guy one time, PG-13 territory coming up, so, you know, earmuffs on the kids. Um, this guy came up to me, and it was, it was late at night. <laughs> anyway, uh, a buddy of mine was like, I, I got to go. <laughs> My wife is still awake. And uh, anyway, uh, he thought there may be a chance. And so uh, he got up to leave, and a single guy in the group was like, why are you going? And he was like, well, you know, my, my wife, I'm just, I, I think we're going to spend some time together tonight, you know. And, uh, and he was like, oh, when I get married, we're going to do it anytime I want. The single, the single guy said that. And there's some single guys right now in the room going, that's not how it works. Uh, um, and so and he was like, I'm, I'm just going to go. It's going to be, when I get married, I'm just going to pray. Anyway, well, this dude, I love him to death. He recently got married, and I love his He's about a year and a half into marriage, and I just called him. I said, hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> oh, it's great. Love it. Love it. All is good. And I was like, remember that time? <laughs> how's that going? And he said, you spoke death over me, man. It didn't work. <laughs> he said, you spoke death over me. I said, yeah, I sure did. Oh, man. <laughs> Unrealistic expectations, man. Marriage. Okay, so listen. In Galatians 6, 9, I just want to encourage you. 
Come on, single people and married people, let us not grow tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest and a blessing if we do not give up. God's got blessing in store for you. Says, keep doing what is right. Keep doing what is right. Keep coming after me. Keep trusting in me. Keep being honest with yourself and growing. I'm telling you, man, we cannot have these, these ideas about marriage or what anything. Married people, listen, whatever else, the idea out there, this next job, this next position. No, no, no. Only when we go, God, I'm submitted to you. I want to grow in you. Then, then at that point, we can begin to find this wholeness inside of us. And then we can be who God has called us to be. Okay, I'm going to close out with this. What should we be doing? We should be prioritizing serving the Lord. Prioritize serving the Lord. To prioritize is to make something most important. So now I'm talking to everybody. This is for all of us. How are we doing? Come on, don't raise your hand or say anything. How are we doing? Honesty check. How are we doing making God a priority? That's what we should be doing with our life. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to hit you all with some sort of a, like I'm, I'm the king of, of trying my best to say God wants to personalize your walk with him. So I'm not going to stand up here and tell you what that looks like, but you know what it looks like. You know by the fruit that's being produced in your life. If you're prioritizing him, if you're spending time with the king, my pastor, Mark Pegley, he is this insane, amazing man, but he gets so passionate. But before meetings, when we would sit down, he would literally go, Chris, Chris, he calls me, oh, oh, well, that's what he does all the time. It's very abrasive. Oh, oh, yes, sir. And he's like, did you connect with the king? He's like a wrestler pastor. It's amazing. <laughs> Did you connect with the king today? I'm not talking about now. You're here at church and worship. What about tomorrow? Are you prioritizing him? I'm encouraging you, single people, married people. 1 Corinthians 7.35, I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. Married, unmarried. God's asking that of us to at times turn down the distractions and watch what he'll do. Matthew 6, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Okay, today I'm asking everybody, if, if all of you would do this, it would just bless me. I'm going to try to do it myself. Ask God, what does seeking the kingdom of God above all else look like for me? Could you ask him that question? See what he says. It could, be, it could be a myriad of different things. I don't even want to say one thing to put anything in your heart. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. The Holy Spirit wants to say that. I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for many years. He wants to change my heart today in something. He wants to speak to me. Because the rest of my life, I'm on a journey of sanctification. And so are you. So ask him this question. I was meeting with one of my pastors recently and he said Chris you're the best version of you when you're focused on right what you're doing now I've noticed sometimes you can look too far ahead and get distracted and you know get worried and he's right he called me out it was a good moment and I said all right ah, I'll focus here you know contentment peace I'll be at peace that God's going to get me where I'm going I'll be content with what he's given me now and so I was running, I, lo I love trail running. 
and I'm on this trail. And guys, I listen to like really weird music when I trail run, like Last of the Mohicans soundtrack music and stuff, like Braveheart. It's all classical. My wife listens to it and she's like, what is wrong with you? How do you stay motivated listening to sad music? You know what? I'm just like, I don't know, babe. It just gets me going. So anyway, I'm like running around. Anyway, I was running. And if you've ever gone on a, on a hike or a trail run, you know, there's roots and rocks and all sorts of stuff trying to trip you up. And I hit this one rock. And it is a miracle of God that I did not bust. Like, I hit the rock. And you know that thing where you're like, oh, you kind of like, you kind of like take like four awkward big steps. And at some point, it's like, I'd rather just fall than look like this. That, you know, that, you know what I'm talking about? You see people on these YouTube videos and it's just the best. You're like, yes. Anyway, well, I was in the midst of that and somehow I stayed up and I, I keep running. I kind of laughed because I knew I'd done that. I was by myself. And God said, Remember what your pastor said. When you're looking too far ahead, or even when you're looking behind, the roots and the rocks right beneath your feet become those obstacles you're going to fall when you hit them. But if you'll stay focused on right here. Now listen, you got to look up from time to time, right? But it's like 90% 10. You know what I mean? That's the percentage. So my single people in the room, hey, Every once in a while, I look up, God's got a plan for me to prosper me. God's got a bride for me. God's got that husband for me. God's got, but it's right back here. What am I doing? If you'll do that, man, one day, I think you're going to run smack dab into your spouse. I mean, literally, you're going to look up, oh, there she is. You know what I mean? It's going to be incredible. But I think that's the way to get there. And I'm praying for you that you'll have the courage to live that way. I'm praying for all of our married people in the room today as well, that we would remember, how do I seek the kingdom of God first? Because if I do that, I'll be the best version of me for my spouse, for my kids, and we'll live that way. Amen? All right, let's bow our heads. God, thank you so much for today. This is fun to talk about this topic and just spend some time in your word, being challenged. But I lift up anybody in here. We're going to start with this. If anybody in here is discouraged in any area, I thought it was so amazing. And Tommy opened up service with this. We're going to close down the same way. That means the Holy Spirit is on to something. So if you're here, you're single or you're married, and there's just some discouragement in your heart about, about some of that, about your season. There's discouragement in your season, and you want to have contentment and peace, but it's far from you. I want you to be bold and lift your hand. One, two, three. Come on. I got you. I got you. Come on. Hands up everywhere. Can you leave them up? God, I, I pray that these hands that are lifted would be seen by heaven, that your encouragement could come in and come into their hearts right now, that you see them and you will not leave or forsake them. I claim this scripture over them. They will be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, they will make their request known to you, God. And right now, a peace that passes all understanding will guard their hearts. This is going to be an active peace that is fighting for them, God. Fighting to push back the doubts, the fears, the struggles, the anger, the disappointment. Because they're going to be content and live in peace. Because they choose you and they trust you. Hands can go down. Thank you, Lord, for that. And right now, if anybody in here has never received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. This is calling on his name to say, Lord, I need you. I'm not going to call you out. We're not going to do anything big. I just want you to open your hands up right in front of you and just say this prayer, Jesus, I need your 
forgiveness. I need your grace. I need your love. I receive you as my Savior. I admit that I have fallen short and can never earn this, but I receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey guys, Pastor Bronson here. Just want to say thank you for listening in. Uh, Our hope and our prayer is that this podcast equips you on your walk, your journey with Jesus. And so please like, subscribe, share, help us spread the word. We love you.